What is up, podcast listeners? Thank you for giving me a few moments of your day to listen to this podcast. This is the Matt Baxter Show. I'm your host, Matt Baxter, and this podcast is about purpose, passion, and calling. Super stoked to have you as a listener because we're going to dive into some awesome, intense stories about people who are going through this journey of this thing called life, and we're all just figuring this out together. But seriously, you're giving me a little bit of your time, and I want to make sure it's valuable and worthwhile. So have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? When I was getting this podcast off the ground, we first started as the Wedgecast, evolved into the Matt Baxter Show. There was a lot of questions that we had, like, how do I record an episode? How do I get my show in all the different places like Spotify, Apple Music, Anchor, Zencaster, all these different places. And yet it just seemed very, very complicated. But the simple thing for us as we began to navigate the waters is the answer to every single one of these questions, questions excuse me, was really simple. It's Anchor. Anchor is a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, distributing your podcast. Best of all, it's 100% free. Yeah, free. And it's ridiculously easy to use. And now Anchor can match you with great sponsors who want to advertise in your podcast. That means you can get paid podcast right away. In fact, that's what I'm doing right now. Yeah, making money. Okay, it's sweet. It's easy. It's not a big cheap plug on an ad, but it's just simple and easy to use. So for us, it's one of the best parts about it is we can do it entirely remote or in studio. So you can record, you've got that really, really high, you know, high in the sky person that you're going to have as a guest on your podcast. You got to do it remote. Anchor is easy to use. You got people who are willing to come to your studio, your house, your office, wherever you're recording it. Boom. Anchor. Love it. Simple, easy, simple and easy to use. So if you ever want to start a podcast, make money doing it, go to anchor.fm slash start. Join me in the diverse community of podcasters already using Anchor. That's anchor.fm slash start. Can't wait to hear your podcast. On this episode of the Wedgecast, I'm hanging out with Daniel Curtis, who I think honestly has one of the coolest jobs on the planet. He is the founder and CEO of a company called Rob Vices, which is a subscription box for luxury goods. And one of the things he gets to do and he gets to spend his time doing is traveling around the world, finding some of the most interesting products with even more interesting stories from tequila to whiskey to cigars to cutting boards to just a wide range of fascinating goods that make you fully and truly appreciate what luxury actually means. And I think he gave me a new appreciation of not just, hey, why don't we just go spend a lot of money on really nice products to say so, but it's actually appreciating the story behind various different luxury items. And I think it's just fascinating. So Daniel, thanks for being a guest on the show. This is an amazing, awesome episode with an even cooler story. Well, Daniel, thanks for being a guest on the Wedgecast. Thanks for having me, Matt. So this is a super fun episode because one of my favorite things and sort of selfishly why I started podcast people. So I got an email from our mutual friend, Rick Shermer, who basically says, hey, Matt, I got a guy who you need to have on the podcast, send an email, and we got this scheduled. And so I am, uh, I'm sort of walking into this as blindly as you are, and I'm just thinking we're, we're about to have a sweet conversation. Oh, absolutely. So, uh, Daniel, are you, are you – oh, go ahead. Sorry. Say it's great to connect, Matt, and uh, Rick Schirmer is an awesome guy, and uh, looking forward to diving into this with you. Yeah, it'll be a blast. So, are you based in the? Uh, where are you actually physically located? I split my time between uh, Manhattan and uh, Los Angeles, so I'm I'm bi-coastal. 
Um, but a lot of what we do is kind of scouring the world for the coolest stuff uh, across, you know, all cultures and categories. So I do spend quite a bit of time on the road and traveling. Uh, but you'll usually find me either in New York City or L.A. Awesome. Where, where were you born? I grew up in Malibu, California. Uh, it was a tough life. I had to fight my, my, uh, my way out of the, the beach uh, <laughs> to get into the city. Um, and I, I'm still uh, frequently in Malibu, and uh, we, we have an office there. Love that. Well, I guess, I mean, w- with, with that opening, I'd love to hear your, your life story. Yeah, I, uh, yeah, I grew up within uh, a family business. My, my father is an incredible uh, media entrepreneur, and uh, through our family business, Kirkco Media, I had an early entree into the media world. Uh, my father has probably launched 70 different magazines in his career, and uh, one of the, the most iconic was Robert Hort Magazine, uh, which he built into you know, what is now arguably the most important luxury magazine on the market. And, of course, this was attractive to me. I, I mean, Robert Hort is a magazine about uh, you know, the sexiest cars, the, you know, the most extravagant yachts and private jets, and uh, the greatest wines. And uh, so I always wanted to be a part of that. So after a, a brief stint as a, uh, uh, an investment bank, banker at Goldman Sachs, um, basically as soon as I graduated college, I, I moved to New York uh, to join the New York office of Robert Ford. And um, was really just passionate to, to dive into uh, the business that I had grown up with and, and that I loved. And that was in 2007. And, you know, at that time, things like websites as businesses were still relatively new. And magazine companies are trying to figure out how to become digital businesses. And so I ended up uh, essentially, I, I had the rare privilege of growing up within Robert Ford Magazine. And I, I officially joined the family business uh, in 2007, I, I moved to New York, and I was really interested in, you know, how we take this business uh, digital. And at the time, you know, we were running around to Tiffany's and Ralph Lauren and, you know, the, the leaders of, of the luxury world and saying, we're going to turn Rob Report Magazine into a web platform. And, it, it, I mean, people laughed at us at first, and they're like, oh, no, no, luxury is not online. It's amazing how quickly everything changed. And, uh, you know, really over the course of a decade, you know, I was always focusing on new applications for the editorial that we had where we, we told luxury stories and introduced people to the coolest stuff in the world. And it became evident that, you know, media is changing. Um, and so I spent most of my time finding new ways that we're going to tell our stories. And so worked on launching our, uh, our apps and creating new event businesses and diving into editorial categories that were going to be more interesting to a younger demographic. And um, I then uh, spent a good few years traveling around the world, launching Rob Report in uh, you know, emerging affluent comp- uh, countries. And can so I, uh, can I ask a quick question on, on that before? Um, so leading up to when you joined, was the and I'm going to age myself in the context of claiming myself to be a millennial by this question. Was the biggest revenue earner for the company basically selling print magazines? Was that the core of the business? 
the core of Rob Port's business is advertising. Sure, got um, it. It's a really high-quality print product, and it is actually really expensive to distribute a print magazine. So even though it has a high, you know, newsstand cost of about you know ten bucks a magazine, um, it, you know, the core of the business is actually an advertising revenue. Got it. And so okay. the business of Rob Report is connecting uh, luxury brands with consumers. And of course, luxury brands are, are looking to engage with the people that are going to adopt their brands and purchase the product. Cool. Makes complete sense. All right, cool. Yeah. So at this point in time, you, you, you hit the world worldwide, you're traveling, finding all this different stuff. Uh, keep going with that. Yeah. So, you know, I spent, I was traveling the world, launching Rob Report, you know, had, had an amazing opportunity to experience what uh, luxury consumers and luxury brands were looking for um, and in, in countries, you know, China, Russia, Brazil, uh, Vietnam, you know, there's it, all sorts of wonderful things happening in emerging companies, uh, countries where luxury products are being made, um, you know, new communities are being vibrant. And then they're, they're looking to discover what authentic luxury about, which is what we always aimed to do with, with Rob Report is really highlight and uncover products that are, are truly special, that are, are worthy of your hard-earned money, and that are exciting for a discerning individual. Um, and so, of course, I mean, this is an amazing, you know, unique, fun job. And, and, you know, what launched me into the business that I have today is I kept thinking, it's like, man, how do we, how are we going to engage that next generation of luxury consumer? And I, I had kind of a, an epiphany after I was uh, finalizing, you know, a partnership with uh, Johnny Walker Blue Label, and, they, you know, they were finalizing an advertising deal, but what they really wanted to accomplish was they wanted to directly engage with the, the people who are going to be their core consumer, and they wanted people to taste the product and realize how, how amazing it was uh, by having that direct experience. And so it kind of occurred to me, is like this, you know, what, what the makers of luxury wonderful products need is this direct engagement. They need to drive trial and they need a trusted source to introduce them to people who are going to create word of mouth marketing. At the same time, whenever we would talk to our readers, you know, experiential luxury is what it's all about. You know, real luxury is about, you know, the experiences that are going to be memorable. And so got this idea for, you know, why, why don't we, find a way to actually have people touch, taste, feel, and directly experience the things that we're reading about while they're reading about them. And that's where the idea for, you know, the first true luxury subscription box came from. Uh, one of my uh, uh, closest friends, one of my college roommates, um, back in my Claremont McKenna days, uh, created a subscription box called Loot Crate, which accomplishes this for the comic book, the Comic-Con, uh, the, the gamer market and saw what he had created and how unique and powerful a business this was. And kind of that, that was another area where I, I got inspiration and saw that, you know, there is a, a new way that we can actually create a, a media business where we're educating people about products that are appropriate for them. And no one else was doing this anywhere you know, at a luxury price point or and in a way that's really relevant for a discerning consumer across luxury products. So at the end of uh, 2015, we soft launched a box. Our first box, uh, the story that we wanted to tell was the story of Brooklyn, where Brooklyn historically 
you know, had been a, a capital of, you know, violent crime in America. And, you know, fast forward to today, it is now the capital of innovation and unique, you know, fashion and food and uh, artisans making products uh, that are relevant for, you know, luxury consumers. And it's turned Brooklyn into this vibrant community. And so we wanted to encapsulate, you know, what has happened into this, this box. Uh, the first one out to, uh, you know, 100 subscribers that had subscribed uh, Sight Unseen and was an immediate hit. And it really kind of clicked for me that, you know, we really have something here. Uh, we've got a new way to, to tell luxury stories and a new way to actually introduce people to products that are going to be exciting. And uh, that kind of launched us into a business of its own. We, we saw that this is something special and we're like, this is, this is kind of the future of, what print editorial should be. It's a way to, to tell stories, uh, but also directly engage with consumers and give them a way uh, to purchase new products. So what we have really built this into over the last uh, you know, three and a half years is a, a membership experience that's going to introduce you to the coolest stuff in the world that you never knew that you needed. Uh, but once you have them, it's going to make your, your life more fun and exciting uh, our, our membership, the box is like having Christmas morning come every single month. And so it's something that adds a good surprise to your life. And we've now really doubled down on this. And this is, I spun this out as a separate business. And uh, we, we've been growing very quickly. Um, but everything that we do is designed to be about quality over quantity. Uh, we're not trying to be a, uh, a membership that is for everybody. Um, we're really designed for people who are the, you know, the passionate, you know, connoisseur, the, the, the kinds of people who are adventurous at heart, who love to discover new things, and most importantly, be generous with uh, the way that they enjoy things, um, which makes it a really platform, a powerful platform for people, uh, both consumers, but also for people who make wonderful things. Absolutely love the story, love the context. I mean, just it, it, as as a consumer who, you know, I certainly have my vices in the sense of sipping on a nice, you know, tequila or scotch or engaging in a cigar, but it, it makes me want to dive way deeper into the actual background behind those things. And so I love the story about Brooklyn as well, too. One thing I have, so before you actually decided to launch this product, who was your target demographic with the magazine? And how did, well, I guess we'll start there. Who is the typical target audience that you had with the magazine itself? Rob Report is a, a really unique editorial platform. It launched in 1976 as a newsletter for Rolls-Royce owners, uh, which, of course, is a very affluent demographic and had, you know, has really always maintained a connection with people who are tremendously successful, um, who do have the ability to afford the, you know, the rarest, the most exclusive, and, yes, expensive products in the world. And that is who Rob Report is written for. Um, you know, and, and not everything in the magazine is, is private jets. You know, one of the things that I loved about the wine and spirits category and the cigar category in particular is these are products where um, just about anybody can, you know, go and buy a, you know, a luxury tequila or a great cigar, get a glass of wine that is truly world class and have a moment where you feel like the billionaire who's flipping to the other page and deciding you know, whether or not he wants the, the Gulfstream or the Bombardier. Um, so Rob Report is truly written for that, uh, that titan of 
industry and, you know, people who are the masters of the universe. And one of the things that I, I really wanted to accomplish is to kind of expand uh, the editorial to really celebrate all aspects of luxury lifestyle for people who are really looking for these things. And, you know, I think consumers are very thoughtful today in, you know, how they're, uh, they're enjoying things. And luxury products are actually becoming more and more important uh, because of the stories that are behind them. And people are always asking me what the definition of luxury is. And I really think it comes down to a product that's going to give you an emotional connection. And there's a, a few reasons why that, that emotional connection should exist. Uh, maybe there's a personal story behind a watch that was given to you by your father. Um, or maybe you actually experienced a, a, a moment with the maker of something. Uh, you know, there's a, a phenomenon that you'll find any time that you go to a winery and you meet a winemaker and you see that this is a, you know, a wonderful person, the wine tastes better. Wine simply tastes better when it's made by nice people. <laughs> it's funny. And, it's funny you bring that up. So we, uh, we do a family, uh, family reunion every year to Northern Michigan, where there's a strip of land uh, along the Leelanau Peninsula, where there's a bunch of, um, uh, wineries and vineyards and stuff like that. And it's just this beautiful plot of land and you can go and you can show up to the big well-known ones and you can meet a, a very nice connoisseur who will talk to you about the wine, but then you can go to the small quaint ones where you're actually talking to the owners or somebody who was involved in actually making it. And you're, it's so, it's so true. Like all of a sudden that wine, like I'm more inspired to buy a couple bottles of that wine from the, the owner or somebody who's actually involved than I was maybe at the fancier, well-known place. So I, I totally can relate to that. Absolutely. And I think what the real mission of what we're looking to accomplish here is to shine a spotlight on people who make things the right way. Um, you know, one of my favorite examples, a product that we've had in the box a couple of times, is are, are some exclusive tequilas from Clase Azul. Uh, the owner, uh, Arturo, is a, a good friend of mine. And what is incredible about this tequila is not only that it is absolutely delicious, but he is basically employing an entire community, you know, outside of Guadalajara that is hand sculpting these bottles. And he intentionally does not import cheaper, you know, vessels from overseas because he actually wants his product to make an impact into you know, the, the country that he's from. And so he's making his community a, uh, a stronger, more vibrant place with the product. And when you actually drink that tequila, you're a patron to that act in that art. And you are actually supporting people who need those jobs and are making something beautiful and are actually working in jobs that are like satisfying to their soul. And so our job is to introduce you to those companies introduce you to those people that are making things that are making this world a, a more friendly, wonderful, uh, rich place to live in. And, you know, I think we, you know, we all spend too much time on our phones and on the news and, you know, give ourselves reasons to be depressed when all you need to do is, you know, go to uh, you know, the store and see some of this really cool innovative stuff that people are making to realize that a lot of wonderful things are happening in the world today. One fascinating question I have is, so when, when I think about the magazine, when I think about the product, I think about the whole concept of like 
brand loyalty. So even like on your website, you've got Guinness uh, associated with some really, really fine glasses, or we talked about nice tequilas or specific cigars or anything like that. So you think about sort of loyalty to these well-known products, but then also what you talked about with the magazine is like the, the Bentley or the Rolls Royce owners, right? So these are people who obviously have some brand loyalty to success. So when you're traveling all around the world, are you looking for basically relationships with these different brands or are you looking to find the hidden gems of people like of brands that need to become sort of that next level? I guess, what what are you ultimately looking for when you're trying to find these new products? When I'm looking for products, I'm I'm looking for anything that is going to be personally inspiring. So this often comes from established luxury brands that happen to just be the best at what they do. Um, I mean, I, one of the most luxurious menswear companies in the world is Stefano Ricci. And it's, I mean, they, they are the, the clothier to the, to Kings and Queens. Uh, and you know, the way that they make product is truly inspiring. When you go to Florence and you see these artisans that are hand sewing, uh, everything that they do and, and, um, you know, using the finest materials and they even have, uh, something called the Antico Settificio, which is a uh, silk loom that has been in operation since like the 1600s. And they basically acquired this to preserve a piece of history and to keep this heritage of Italian craftsmanship that's been going for, you know, hundreds and hundreds of years. And so there's established brands like that that are, you know, iconic and the best at what they do. But then all of a sudden I'll, you know, come across somebody who makes just a spectacular wine or I'll be traveling in Spain and discover how gin and tonic culture is an entirely different animal than the way that cocktail is consumed in, in America. And then I want to, I want to tell that story. Um, so there's one, there's really cool stuff that's being made by people who are, are new to the business. Um, but then of course there's uh, products that are, of course, incredible that are being made by, you know, iconic names. And so one or the other is not necessarily the priority. Um, I kind of just kind of follow my, my, my gut and my heart and find something that I fall in love with. And then that's what I want to share. So what is it about the whole process that is the most intriguing for you? So is it the people? Is it the product? Is the, is it the craftsmanship? Is it the, the, uh, the way it's consumed. I mean, what is it that when you identify a totally new product that you didn't even know you were looking for that you say, yes, I want that. Yeah. I mean, so our process is, uh, it kind of starts kind of how an editorial process with a, a magazine goes where we'll plan out a year and we'll write down saying, this is what this edition should be themed as. And so an edition could be as specific as coffee. It could be as broad as sunshine. And we'll start with this theme or this edition or this, you know, story that we want to tell, and then we'll curate things around it. Or we'll stumble across a new product and say, this is badass. We need to build a box around it. Um, I mean, sometimes I found, you know, I, I stumbled across uh, this product called the, the Breville Smoking Gun. And this is a handheld, like, food and cocktail smoking device where you inject, uh, you know, cherry wood uh, or, you know, smoke smoked wood flavors into cocktails. And so we found this thing and we just started playing with it and we made this smoked old fashioned cocktail. And that became one of my favorite boxes that we've, we've done. 
uh, where we had this awesome spicy rye paired with the Breville Smoking Gun, the right bitters, the right glasses. And the addition became something where you have this really cool, fun experience right out of the box. So sometimes we just stumble across something that is going to say we, we have to create an addition around this. And sometimes we'll say, you know what, it's, you know, for our December edition, we know it's holiday. We know people are going to want to celebrate. And so we'll come up with an idea uh, like one of our most iconic boxes has been our, our champagne saber edition uh, where we actually, we had our own bottle of champagne. Uh, we had a George Jensen sword and a bottle of creme de cassis. So you could decapitate a bottle of champagne with a sword and then make a Cure Royale cocktail, which is, something you not would probably not normally on your own volition go to a store and decide I need to buy a champagne sword and you know I need to start chopping the heads off of champagne bottles but once you try it it it's so much fun it's like the the ultimate way to get a party started it's kind of you know so our one of the things we aim to do is you know introduce you to things that are going to become your new habits or your new party tricks or you know something that you're going to uh, it's going to be, you know, fun for you on a monthly basis. So am I allowed to ask tough questions? Yeah. Have you, and I certainly do not need or am asking for names or brand names or anything like that, but have you ever run into a product that you circled and you say, that's one we want to go after. And then once you learned about the process or how it was made, it was kind of like, uh, you don't really ever want to know how sausage is made sort of deal. Like, whether it's from a people employment standpoint, an environmental standpoint, is there anything that you sort of ran into that you think, man, I, I thought that was luxury, but I don't like the way it was all handled or created or anything like that? Uh, absolutely. I mean, there sometimes you, you don't want to know how the sausage is made. And there are some, I would say more mass market luxury brands that, you know, we looked into and it didn't have the same magic for us. So we'll we'll only put things in the box that um, we really feel like, you know, deserve the celebration of the consumer. And, um, yeah, I mean, there, there's been some things where we've seen the way that products are made or it, they're not quite honest in their marketing and, and things like that. You always need to be need to be careful. Uh, but we have a pretty good sense of things before we really start looking in. Um, and I'd say – what what is actually inspiring and most exciting about the business is definitely the people. I mean, look, I've got the coolest job in the world. I spend all of my time, you know, taste testing and trying out cool stuff and then meeting the designers of all these amazing products. And if you're, you know, driven to make the best of the best, you're an interesting person. So whether it is that tequila maker, that winemaker, uh, the person that is designing uh, unique, you know, kitchen tools or, you know, fun toys or trying to, you know, come out with the, the, the hottest, new, sexiest, you know, sunglass, uh, like guaranteed you're going to be an interesting person. So it makes for really cool conversations. Um, and so that's kind of, we, you know, we, we do try to seek out people who are personally going to be inspiring to us. So out of all the different products that you've looked at, and I, I'm not necessarily going to ask for your favorite, but if you are going to sit at 6.30 in the afternoon, a nice sunset, and you're going to enjoy one of the products that you've come across, whether it's cigar, wine, cocktails, coffee, and you know whatever gamut, wide range that you've covered, what would you say was 
the biggest surprise that you fell in love with? Oh man. Well, you can't make me pick between my children. I mean, <laughs> yeah, of course. Of course. <laughs> yeah. 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 I know. That's a tough one. <laughs> I would say, look, look, I mean, to be honest, and, like, and to be to be I've completely the... honest, that answer, the fact that it was between your children, right? That, that answer shows that you do truly have an appreciation for the things that matter. So I love that way to go. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I will tell you that, you know, um, I absolutely love champagne. Um, I, uh, one of the things, one of our recent additions had this uh, incredible uh, new to market champagne called Mod Selection, which has become kind of a, a recent uh, devotion of mine. And it, it's a bold initiative to, to launch a super, super premium champagne, uh, which has been brought to market by a friend of mine. Um, but this, this champagne Mod Selection, which I, you know, I was drinking last night, um, it's like the epitome of balance. And when you have that perfectly crisp, cold, balanced champagne, you know, there are few things that are as, you know, classically luxurious as that. Um, but I think, you know, part of what, what makes everything, you know, interesting is, you know, variety is definitely the spice of life. And, you know, even, uh, you know, lobster would get boring if you had it every day. So constantly trying new things is, uh, what's going to keep all this stuff uh, really exciting? Well, can I ask an interesting question now that you bring that up? Does does luxury get boring to you now that you try it all the time? I, you know, it. I mean, there. I have had the happy privilege of spending a lot of time around, um, you know, the material things that are traditionally the most exciting, um, and so. I would say probably, you know, over time I've, you know, the butterflies aren't necessarily there the, the way it would be when I was like a, you know, an 11 year old boy and seeing a Maserati. Um, but I, I, I have a new kind of more thoughtful appreciation for these products now. Um, and, you know, I, I really do love being around the people that, that make them. Um, but, you know, I think what's always important to keep in mind and, uh, is, you know, the things that, that, that really matter. So, you know, there's, there's no there's a question that the things that we deliver to you in the box, you know, they're, they're not going to solve uh, the, the equation for happiness on their own, um, but they're really designed to be things that fit into your, your own spirit of kind of generosity and, and sharing things with friends. And I hope what, what happens when people open up our box is that, you know, they, they put their phone down, uh, they'll, they'll open up the bottle or they'll, you know, start playing with a new toy and they'll call a friend and have somebody come over or, you know, uh, a husband and wife will actually sit down and have a date night and do something that's tactile right in front of them and live in the moment. And I mean, there, there is nothing more luxurious than family and friends and having time with people that you care about. So hopefully what we accomplish is giving you a reason to get together with these people and, you know, and, and doing something that's going to be fun, memorable, and a little bit different. And, you know, that, that's what, you know, real luxury is, is all about. And that's never going to get old. Well, Daniel, I was about to ask, you know, what is it that ultimately gets you out of bed in the morning? But I feel like that's an absolute home run answer to that question. Yeah. I mean, that that's absolutely it. I mean, I, I am honestly inspired by the people that make all this really cool stuff. 
and um, the privilege of telling their story is a special kind of thing. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I want to spread joy. The world is a beautiful place. We, we forget that sometimes there's, uh, so many reasons to be happy. There's never a reason to be bored. And, you know, it, there, there's all sorts of authentic, you know, moments that I, I hope we can help, uh, people have. And so this is definitely designed to be fun. And if we can add to people's joy and generosity and happiness a little bit, then I think uh, I think I've done my job. Well, Daniel, I got to say I'm stoked. I'm I'm inspired. I feel like I'm going to sip a glass of wine or whiskey or scotch or most importantly tequila later um, with a little bit more appreciation today. So thank you so much for being a guest on the podcast. Yeah, Matt, thanks for having me, man, and I uh, appreciate you you sharing our story. And uh, you know, keep going. Keep uh, keep uh, telling people what matters and and what's inspiring. Yeah, baby. All right. Thank you so much for being a guest. All right. Take it easy.